0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires you today. It's a great honour and privilege to be here today on Vision Sunday 2024. Is anyone ready? If you're not ready, you will be in about half an hour. And so it's so good to be with you and uh, better take your seats because we've got a bit to get through this morning. So great to have your company today in this room. Great to have the company of our Gilston Church, and they're watching us online this morning. So, we've got all of Highway joining in today, and uh, it'll be great, good for uh, awesome, awesome as well for others that are watching online either today or in the days to follow. So, Vision 24 is here, and uh, we want to share what we feel upon our hearts this year, what God is saying to us, what He's been preparing us in, what What he's been, you know, just allowing us to walk in, even in the last couple of years, it's been a great privilege. And this scripture that I want to bring to you today is, you know, some sermons you feel like you've been living. You know, they're not just Sunday messages that you hear for a 35-minute time period, but there are some messages and some sermons that you actually live and Um, It is very often hard to separate the scripture from real life and I think that's the way it ought to be because I believe the Word of God being alive and being active as it is, we ought to be living that. It's not just a sermon, it's not just a message, it's not just a, a, you know, a name or a screen behind me and uh, the sermon's got to become you. And we live out the word of God because it is alive, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's got to become a reality within us and through us. And I hope this morning that we impart something of the vision that we're carrying for Highway Church this year. And we learned a lot. We learned a lot over the last few years. It um, It was a learning journey without question. And, you know, God told us to start to build. And... So we started to build our own expectation again. We began to build our faith again. We began to stir something within us again. And we began to pray for things that really were beyond us at that particular time. And the good news is this, God began to answer. And I want you to be encouraged today that when you call upon his name, he does answer. It's no more complicated than that. When you call on the King of Kings, he will answer. He told us, for those that are joining us, perhaps for the first time, or those that are just trying to, you know, find out what this is all about, God told us not to waste time and not to waste energy um, in doing the things that he hadn't actually put his hand upon, hadn't put his blessing upon. And last year, we even mentioned to you about empty fishing nets. And, you know, they were on the shore. I won't go into that right now, but there were empty fishing nets. And he told us not to spend time on washing the empty nets, but rather to pick up the nets and put the nets back in the boat. And we would get back into the boat, and we were to go out into the deep again and throw the nets overboard. And uh, don't be in the shallows, be in the deep. Why? Because there was an abundance of fish there, which really represents the harvest. It represents the harvest. And when God starts to speak to you along those lines, you know that you are leaving one season behind and you're moving into another. And that's really what God has been speaking to us about is that it was time to leave that season behind and he was getting us ready for a new season that was now on us and so he's called us as a church to go beyond the shallows and to build to build legacy and to build something that lasts that has eternal rewards and benefits here on earth and to build something that lasts but i want you to know that god blesses builders and yes i'm talking about those builders that we all need that come and build those frames on our on our slabs. I'm talking bigger than that, but there is something in the heart of the church that is a building church that God blesses. And God wanted us to be a church that builds and that building spirit. he, He began to speak to us about digging further, digging deeper, a riverbed of prayer. And so we invited you, for those that come to Ormo, we invited you to come and join us in prayer once a month as we began to dig a little further in prayer as we began to pray for our families and prodigal sons and daughters and our church and our city. And I know Gilston Church, they meet Uh, I think once or twice a week in terms of corporate prayer, inviting the church to come in. But what was happening as all of this was going on was that we were starting to build again. It was a building spirit. When you begin to pray, when you begin to seek the face of God, when you begin to put the word of God into operation, you are building something within the very core of your life and the very core of our church. And there's something that God is speaking along those lines. Revelation 4.1 says, come up here and I will show you things. And I believe God wants to show his church and his people things that we've not even seen yet. There are things we've not arrived. Just in case anyone's with me on that, we simply have not arrived. I don't know what arrival looks like, but we don't limit God on where things are at right now. But when you come up higher with God, you start to see with a different set of eyes. You start to see with a whole other perspective. God's got a different take on things. He doesn't think like we think. He doesn't do things like we do. He, he, um, He does things differently. And when we're prepared to climb and to go higher and further with him, he will give you wisdom you didn't have before. He will give you perspective you couldn't find on your own. He will give you answers to things that before you were struggling. And he calls us to come up higher and not to waste time on the things that won't get you anywhere. It'll just drain you of energy. So we know the climb, whatever that looks like to you, is there's effort and there's cost. But when you hear a word from God, you'll run with that anywhere. You'll take that as far as he wants to take it. It's sort of, as I said at the start, it gets within you. It's a word that just doesn't go over your head or just go in here. It's a word that somehow lodges deep within you and God takes pleasure when we do something with that because it's a generational word. It's a generational word. And I don't want our church to be a generation that hears the gospel but then it dies off in the next generation. Or it dies off in the generation to come. God is a generational God and he, he wants His Word to be alive with from one generation to another generation to another generation. Read in the Old Testament Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so the word of God is a generational word. So 2024 is here. Is everybody ready? That's about 10% of us, so we're growing by the minute. But I want to take you today into a scripture that is a miracle story. And I say that intentionally because God wants us to start to think like people who have a miracle working God. That's what 2024 should look like. It's a story about a home that will carry a story of a miracle that took place and you know it was God because we're still uh, telling this story generations later. That's the way God does things. When he does something in you, it stays. It is lasting. It doesn't fade as the week passes. It's something that remains. It's something that is sown. And so we're going to talk to you this year about the vision that God has given us about making room for God. We're going to make room. You would have noticed the song that we just sang a few minutes ago. And there's something about getting the word of God, not just in the room, but there's something about getting the message of God within us. And this year, we're going to make further room for God to move. For those that don't know us so well, we we uh, made room for God practically 29 years ago for Highway Church to begin. And I know those that have been around a long time, you're pretty familiar with our story, but as you can see, our church is growing and more people are coming and many don't know our story at all. And so almost 29 years ago, we began to make room for God to move. And there, there, are, there are times and there are moments and there are, there are words that God can give you that will affect your destiny and will affect your future if you're prepared to go with him on it. And so that's where we were 29 years ago and I believe that we are once again, once again, at one of those defining moments in the life of our church. I really do. I believe that we are in one of those incredible moments in our church and those that say this is my home and God's going to do something here this year. God is going to do something beyond and we'll talk well and in, well into that more than I will today in the coming weeks and months to follow. So this year we're going to make room for different things to take place. And one of the stories I'll go into in just a minute is about a financial breakthrough. Is anyone ready for that? That's about 50% of the room now. So we've grown from 2%, 10%, 50%. We're going to trust God and make room for God to move in places over our families, restoration, healing and hope. And you know what? The home The home in the last few decades has been an absolute battleground. It has been a battleground and I believe it's time that God got his families back. Is anyone in agreement with that? There's about 70% of the room. This is getting better. So we're going to make room for dreams and promises to be resurrected. We're going to make room for hopes that Feel as though they they left you a while ago and we're going to call upon the name of God that he would breathe. When the breath of God comes, everything starts to lift. When the breath of God comes, you can't always define it or put your finger on it, but you just know that the breath of God is there and we're going to pray for the breath of God this year that what appeared to be lost forever, that God would restore and revive. We're going to make room for unclaimed blessings. This is upon my heart right now. Just in this week, I felt like God speaking to me about, I want you to start to speak about unclaimed blessings. There's things that are yours, but they've not come your way. And we're going to begin to pray and make room for God to bring about those unclaimed things into the right hands. And we're going to make room for a miracle mindset, and not a limited one, And all of this is good news to me. I hope it is to you too, but in brief, in brief, God is calling his church higher. That's what he's doing, he's calling his church higher. So today, you know, we're going to start and we're going to make room for the harvest and we're going to make room for the word of God to be at work. But today we're going to talk about a widow and we're going to talk about a woman where in her home a miracle occurred in her home that rescued and protected her children and it brought about a financial breakthrough. Those two things are massively important right there. Come with me, if you would, please, into 2 Kings 4, verses 1 through to 7. 2 Kings 4, 1 through to 7. I hope Gilston, why don't you just all shout, hi, Gilston, to those guys. Hello, Gilston. 2 Kings 4 1 through to 7. A wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my boys as slaves. And Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? What do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. And Elisha said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all of the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him. She shut the door behind her and her sons. And they brought the jars to her and she kept on pouring. When all of the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. And he he replied, there is not a jar left. And then the oil stopped flowing and she went and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. It's a miracle that came into this home. It was the power of God that touched this Woman's life, it's the power of God that touched her family. And it's the power of God that brought this woman and her sons into days of blessing instead of days of poverty. And I want us not to overlook, which is easy just to read past it, but I want us not to overlook that there was first honour in this home. Her husband, we're told in Scripture, was an honourable man. He was a man who loved and served and revered the Lord. And I want you to know that God takes honour seriously. He is a God that does not forget honour. And when you honour him above everything else, he does not forget that just because the husband's life had come to an end, God had not forgotten that this home had first been a home of honour. Honor had not lifted off because the husband was gone, but there was a financial crisis upon this widow and her sons. This woman under this present uh, story had no future whatsoever that could have given her anything at all other than dread and fear. And I want us to look this morning, because I want to spend a couple of minutes on this today, But if you look and see where this miracle had begun to happen, I see it first and foremost when she cried out to Elisha. She cries out to Elisha. Where was she when that cry came? Was she in the street? Was she close to a house? Was she in the market? I don't know, but it makes no difference where you cry out to God. Many have cried out in all kinds of places, And God is not short of hearing. He hears the cry of people calling upon his name. But the outcome of her miracle can be traced back to when something was set in motion with this cry, with this call that was in the heart and soul of this woman. I want to bring you into a word that may be familiar to me, uh, to you. It wasn't so much to me. And it's a weird word. It's a strange word but it's a, it's a word called gimper, G-I- G-I-M-P-E-R. Does anyone know what a gimper is? Nobody, that's awesome. Nobody knows what a gimper is. Let me tell you what it is. It's a strange little word. Uh, a Dr. Richard Sumi taught on it years ago and what it means is that you go beyond your present borders. You go beyond your present limitations. There is a cry within the heart and soul of a gimper, a person who says, I can't settle for mediocrity. I can't settle for less than what God wants to bring my way. I can't settle for the small when God has called me to the great. I can't settle for how it looks and how it seems. I can't settle because there's a cry of a gimper that says, I got a call beyond what it is today. And I've got to go further. If you're an upholsterer, the gimping side of it is when the upholsterer puts those finishing touches on the furniture and it makes all the difference at the end because of those finishing touches and church I want to say we are called to put the finishing touches on what God has called us to do we're not called to mediocrity we're not called to settle for a few we're not called to settle for less we're called we're anointed and gifted and filled by the Holy Spirit and that's powerful yes That's powerful. And so this woman's voice was a cry out to God to say, God, do a miracle in my home. I need a breakthrough in my home to break through the barriers and the strongholds. I can't settle for where it's at today. This year, we're gonna make room for that voice. We're gonna make room for that prayer. We're gonna make room for that place. And I pray and ask God that something would be set in motion in our lives, through our church, and that there will be breakthroughs and we'll itemize and go through specific things that we'll pray about this year. There's certain words that linger in the air of your life. This word is one of those. And the prophet, as she goes to Elisha, he says these words to her. And I pray that these words will linger in the air today. And he simply says to her what? what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? I cannot tell you how many times we've visited that very question, what do we have in our house? The day, again, for those that don't know us, the day that Byron sat on the little steps of the Pimpama School School of Art Hall just down the road, sat on the steps there and we had probably, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 people at this point and we had agreed to be into that old hall to start, get a church off the ground properly. And But we had a task on us, we had a problem. We had to come up with $7 an hour. $7 an hour, now while that doesn't sound a lot, but when you arrive at five and you're packed down at 9.30 at night and every hour in between, that just keeps adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up and $7 an hour, $7 an hour. When you've got 25, 30 people and you do that week after week after week after week, you get back to this question what do we have in our house? Well, we've got $7, we've got $14. We've got whatever comes after that. Where's my accountant, Greg? (laughs) Keep adding the sevens. Seven threes are 21. There you go. And so you keep adding those sevens and those sevens. We've got $7 and we've got 25 people. Well, we'll start with that and we'll grow that and we'll increase that and we'll believe God in the little and we'll believe God in the small and we'll make room for God to go beyond the $7 and beyond the 30 people and we'll ask God to bring about multiplication and blessing over the little. What do you have in your house? But vision is exciting, but vision needs provision. Vision keeps you breathing. Vision keeps you showing up, but vision has to have a provision to it. And it's one thing having a hall, an empty hall, but then you had to have chairs for people to sit on, right? The problem with that was now we had to find $7 an hour for the old hall, and now we had to have $7 per chair. That now, those ones you're sitting on today are roughly about $150 a chair. So we ask the people, buy a chair for yourself and buy another chair for the person that's still to come. So we've got one chair filled and one chair emptied, but pray for the person that's looking for a local church that they will fill that chair. And if you really want to be generous, buy more than one chair even if the room looks empty. What have you got in your house? And so here we are today because vision needs provision. But it also needs participation. But it also has a process to it. We know that this widow woman, she did have a little bit of oil and I don't know where that leaves you, but I get excited by the little. Because when you put faith with the little, anything is possible. When you put faith with what you've got in your hands today, so number one, she calls beyond her present border and her present limitation, and she's told by Prophet Elisha, don't settle for a few. We know God can multiply the little, but he calls us to participate in the process of the miracle. That's why we're here today. Don't settle for a few. Could it be that we at Highway Church here are in a season where God is saying to us, don't settle for a little bit of the harvest. Don't settle just for a few people turning back to me. Don't settle for the little when I've called you to much. When he starts to use words, as I mentioned, like abundance or overflow or increase or enlargement or growth, you know, as I said at the start, you're moving from one season into another could it be that we too are in a season of unclaimed blessings so this woman it took humility on her part it took obedience to go and send the sons to the neighbor's house it was a there was a process to the miracle there is often a promise over our lives there is provision there is process but then you get to the pouring stage and church i believe as highway church that you can almost be in every one of these stages all at the same time. You see, God sees the pouring. The woman shuts the door. This was her private moment to be obedient to the Lord. Those private pouring moments look different than when you're running from house to house to house to house to house. I need empty jars. I need provision. What do you got? This private pouring is when we pour out our lives in worship and in prayer And in devotion to the Lord, our private pouring moments are our times of Personal surrender. The private pouring is say, God, in the private place, not my will be done in this, but yours. And that means we lay down something of ourselves. We lay down our opinions. We lay down whatever ways we've done it. And we say, God, not my will, but yours be done. That's why Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane in a private moment. This was not a moment to share with the disciples. This was Jesus' moment with God the Father and say, can this cup be taken from me? But if not, then not my will, but yours be done. This is the private pouring and place of devotion that God brings his church to. There was a miracle in this woman's home, but it took a participation. It took a participation from the woman and her sons. And maybe today as we come into this room, we ask ourselves this question, what have we got in our house? What have we got in our hands that we can make room for God to move again? Wherever you've made room before for God to move, he wants to go again. He wants to move further. Many times you'll find yourself in a little bit of oil season. Empty jars, empty finances, empty dreams, empty hopes is a challenging picture for anyone. How will this ever change and how will it ever be any different? God told us to stay away last year from the swamps and the marshes, which I believe is a mindset. And if you don't change that mindset, you end up there, you just end up there. But if you're there, a miracle mindset which takes you higher can lift you out of it. And God wants to lift his church into higher ground. But this year it's time to pour again. It's just time to pour again, to devote again. Wherever you're at right now, and maybe today as you've come into the room, all you've got is just one little scripture. One little word that God has given to you. If the word of God is what I say it is, that it's alive, it's active, it's by the Holy Spirit that one little scripture can change and transform your life and your situation. And start pouring with the little that you do have and watch and see how God blesses. We're going to make room for God this year. Luke 6, and I'll start to close with this. Luke 6, 46, 49 says, As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. Number one, they are like a man who builds a house. Number two, they are like a man who digs down deep. Number three, they're like a foundation that's been laid upon the rock. And number four, they are like a building that when the flood and the torrents come, they are not shaken because it was built well from the start. And church, I believe that Highway Church was built well from the start. Its foundations were built in Christ. And God is calling us again to make room. But the scripture goes on to say, but the one who hears my words and does nothing with it and doesn't put it into practice is like a man who builds a house with no foundation. And when the storms come, it collapses and is destroyed. That is not us. That is not us. So this year, we're making room. If you haven't heard already, we're going to make room. We're going to make room for God to build. We're going to keep on building. And I want you to know that God has had us as a church in a time of preparation. We've been in a time of preparation. And I find that exciting because preparation is getting you ready for something. And God is about to do the something. And we're going to make room for God in our life, for God to do something in the lives of our people right across the room. If Byron was up here, he likes things to rhyme and he would say, through the door in 24. That's what he would say. In fact, if Byron had his way, he'd have a big banner from one side to the other right across the room, through the door in 24. He sees it now. (laughs) Whatever that is, we're gonna make room. This woman made room for a miracle to happen. I want us to make room for a miracle to happen. She was humble enough to ask. She listened and she followed through. And I pray this year that we will move away from our limited places, our limited mindset, and be a gimper. There's a new word for it, be a gimper. A gimper calls beyond your personal limitations. And opens themselves up for the extraordinary move of God, for the extraordinary hand of God to come, come and fill that space. If she hadn't been a gimper in that place, she would have been stuck in her poverty. She would have lost her sons because they would have had to have gone into slavery to pay off the debts. Who knows? That is not God's best, right there. We're going to make room to flow with the word of God, with healing, prodigal sons and daughters coming home. Salvations, don't just ask for a few in abundance. We're going to make room for miracles to happen in the home and round about the families. And we're going to make room for unclaimed blessings. We're going to make room for prayer and fasting. And you'll hear about that in a minute. But I think you've got the vision for 2024. What are we going to do this year? A little more, a little louder, and all the way to the back. Thank you. God bless you. Let me pray for you this morning. Let me pray for you. This is a, an important time. Father, as we come before you today in 2024, you are the God of miracles. You are the God of the breakthrough. But so often, Lord, you look for a church that will walk by faith. You look for men and women that will say, Yes, God, I'm prepared for the soil of my life to be turned and for the seed of the word to be implanted. And so, God, I pray that this would be a year where miracles would indeed take place. I pray, oh God, for men and women right across this room at Gilston, Father, online, and for our teams and our staff and everyone on our serve team, those in our children's area. God, that we would move beyond, I pray, the limitations and the borders of our own existence and we would open up our hearts for a miracle and for a move of God to take place. I pray this would be a tremendous year of testimonies, of salvation, of healings, of restoration, of reconciliations, God. God, I pray it'll be a year where the gospel is in motion, that something would be set in motion even today in the name of Jesus and everyone who agrees says amen. Amen. We hoped you loved that message. If you want any more information about us, head to highway.com.au.